even if you completely understand something about him, his makeup, his psychology, anything that's going on with him, if you okay it, you're only going to get more of it in the future. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Groom, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Today, I have a guest that I'm anxious to talk to because she talked to me on a previous podcast. It is Anna from episode 14. And she is here to discuss what has happened since her last episode. Anna was on episode 14 to discuss her disappointment with dating following her 18-year marriage. Shortly after she divorced, Anna became involved with Dan, a successful man divorced for over seven years. While Dan initially showed himself to be a buyer with a long-term plan of marrying Anna, his actions have intermittently been disappointing and confusing. Over the last few months, Dan has let Anna down in two very significant ways, forcing Anna's hand in terms of breaking things off. Anna is struggling with the abrupt way that she ended the relationship and that Dan has now blocked her. Anna wants to know if or how she should reach out to Dan to try to rectify things or finally come to terms with the fact that it's over. So thanks again for being here, Anna, and coming back on to bring us up to date. All breakups are difficult, of course. Um, It's been, I believe, about a week. Is that correct? Uh, Yes, it was. Wednesday. It's less than a week. So what has been the most difficult thing for you thus far? Is it the blocking? Is it What is it exactly? Well, one is the behavior that I don't understand exactly what happened and why he did what he did and how we could interpret that he came back after doing something very uh, unacceptable to me without any apology or even acknowledging it. And that's what actually led me to finally give up and break up. And the other difficult thing has been that I, because I was so hurt and so upset, I uh, just broke things off. I had reached my limit and broke things off right away and didn't want to talk to him. So Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with whether he understands why and uh, and how um, and now I wish I had the opportunity to explain just for my own sake, my own peace of mind and to see whether this had any hope or not. Got it. I, I like the way you describe that because I think for so many of us, 
when we do get emotional about something, you know, like the man uh, disappointing us, really, you know, at the end of our rope, the last straw, so to speak, uh, doing something because it feels right in the moment and it alleviates our emotion in the moment to be done with it and to tell him goodbye and later to regret it. So I think that that's understandable, first of all. Um, I, I do know, you know, what you have gone through with this man. Um, we have been working together since uh, the first uh, podcast and actually before that. So I know of this particular situation. Most situations, uh, someone is calling me for the first time and I've never spoken to them. So this is unique in that I do know it. Um, so you have gone through a lot with this man and you've done it very, very well. You've navigated his behaviors I was listening to our podcast uh, right before this in anticipation of talking to you again. I was listening to episode 14. And that was back, wow, that's going to be, I'm going to say, almost six months ago, I think. Is that correct in your recollection? I think that was about six months ago. Yes. That it even then was you were struggling so much with not getting your needs met. And one thing that struck me in listening to it again was that there was a real disconnect for the two of you in terms of your needs. The, the, the salient um, point, so to speak, in that respect is that you have uh, a stressful um, home situation, being a single mom, your children, and you have to be there uh, in your home for your children, taking care of them. And on the weekends, you have some freedom and you like to plan so that you're around adults, have adult time, have social time, etc. And Dan, on the other hand, likes all of his time to be free-floating, not planning because he is a very busy um, professional who has a lot of demands on him and his time. So he doesn't like to plan because I dare say he doesn't seem as social as you are or have the same social needs. Is that about right? Yes, that's part of it, yes. Okay. So, and you don't have to disclose this, but there have been two really significant things that he let you down about recently. And these weren't small things. They were pretty, pretty big, and one of them involved your family. And yes. the last one is that he ghosted you, never followed up on plans that were set with family members. He didn't show. He didn't call. He didn't do anything. This seemed to be out of character, for him in a way. Do you think it was out of character? It was out of character right now in the past. He has disappeared, but without any plans. So mm -hmm. when he does disappear, it's not necessarily that we've had plans, but it's not the first time 
that we've talked about seeing each other, let's say, okay, we'll see each other tomorrow in a very casual way, just he and me, and, and then I text, so are we meeting tonight? And he doesn't answer till the next day and says either nothing or says um, I was sick or something. But he had been improving in that respect, and so this was uh, much, you know, very unexpected for me because we had been doing much better in that respect, and he um, and we had had a very good, a nice outing on Friday night, and we had just talked about it, and so I actually got really worried that something had happened to him. That's how out of character I felt it to be. Mm-hmm. And so, given this situation now and that he did do that and he did not come back with any anything other than what was his excuse when he finally deigned to answer you uh three days later he said was in bed not feeling well um and i'll probably take two days off work Mm -hmm. it left you in a big predicament because if you accepted that, what do we know about men in relationships? Vis-a-vis your action, you will get more of it. Yes. So if you did That's not right. act on this situation, you will just get more of the same behavior. He, in some way, forced your hand in what I believe to be a passive-aggressive way and why I say that is when anyone doesn't follow up with you on plans, anyone, and they force you to go after them to find out if they're okay, what happened, etc. And it's anything short of them absolutely, uh, their phone was stolen and they have no other way to get to you. Uh, even then, in other words, if you put yourself in somebody's situation, what would you have done if you were not able to follow through with plans to meet his family and be with his family? Um, in fact, it once happened to me, and I sent an email, and there's always Facebook Messenger. I mean, you don't need a phone for either of those. Exactly. So even if he lost his number and didn't know it, there are ways to reach me. And then um, he knows where I live. So there's just no excuse. And that's why another reason I didn't want to meet with him, I just there's no excuse. That's right. That's right. There really isn't. And it forced your hand. But it, it, what's so awful about it is it really puts you in this position of having to take control and being the one to pull the plug. Mm-hmm. Be the bad one. Pardon me? Yes, it feels like now I'm the one who's, who's mean or, or um, it just feels like I've done something wrong, even though I was sort of forced into this, and it's an uncomfortable feeling. Totally uncomfortable, and that's why it's so unfair, uh, because... Um, you are left with these kinds of feelings and 
it's it's really messes with your mind because intellectually you know all that we just talked about and that he was in the wrong for not following up in other words he was in bed he didn't feel well well you know you can have the strength enough to pick up a cell phone and text right yes or answer because I did also call right right and you would have understood yes and that's the horror of it as well but you see why it is um, necessary for you to do what you did because anything short of that shows that you will accept that kind of behavior going forward. Tell us exactly what, after you uh, tried to get in touch with him, asked him if something was wrong, uh, tried to call, finally what happened and what day was that after he did not show up? How many days later? Um, it was uh, two and a half days later, he texted Something like, I'm um, not feeling well, I was in bed last night. But he never mentioned the get-together, never mentioned what happened the day he didn't show up, which is Saturday. Um, <clears throat> so he mentioned that on Sunday he was in bed and that he was feeling sick. And that was, let's say, on Monday. And then I didn't hear, and I said, well, thank you for responding. And then he said, he did, I didn't hear from him again for another two and a half days. And he wrote, uh, I'm feeling much better, how are you doing? So no apology ever? Not, not even an acknowledgement of what had happened. Not wow. much less an apology. Yes. Wow. And he knows that okay. I wrote, you know, I'm concerned. Um, and I was not angry in my, in my text. I was expressing significant concern mm-hmm. over his well-being mm-hmm. and nothing. Okay. So... Now, you know, with some hindsight, just a little bit, because it's only been about a week, as we said, how, when we talk about it now, and you can get more into your intellectual uh, mindset about it, what are your thoughts? Well, I still believe that it was unacceptable, and I'm still upset, and I still feel that nothing he could have said would have been an excuse unless he was honest saying you know I was actually considering breaking up that would have been like the only explanation to me and that he doesn't want to continue other than that I know that he was that there's something else up and so I'm um, stressful angry and the only thing I wish I had done was explain to him because he seems he either is very unaware or he's pretending to be and now he's probably angry but other than you know I wish I had waited a little longer so that it didn't seem to him like an abrupt decision but a well thought out decision which because I would continue to feel that way um you know to to believe it was unacceptable but I don't want to come across as this impulsive person who will break up at the first mistake which is what I think he's probably feeling he said it in the past like uh, you, you are so quick to leave um, okay so that, interesting. that's what I'm feeling mm-hmm. okay interesting uh, because I knowing this situation and that we have worked together that 
I have a, a bit of a different view on it in that knowing, because there were really two significant things that he let you down on, this was kind of the last straw. You gave him an out on one of them previously. So he's really um, not uh, either conveniently just forgetting about that, right, and putting it in your mm -hmm. court, which is totally unfair, and uh, I don't believe you've ever been quick, given his behaviors, to uh, just yeah. get out of something. I think this is really the first time you've just been very abrupt about it. In the past, you've not been abrupt about it. You've been very understanding, yeah. I believe. Okay. Yes, I, I know, but he he seems to think that it's not. I guess it's a time perception thing, whereas I could wait a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. For him, it's abrupt because it just doesn't seem to warrant in his mind that it, to break up. So the right. issue is that he doesn't see the need to break up because he doesn't see the problem. Yes. The severity of the issue yes. of what he's done. Yes. And that is many times a typical scenario for women because men do not understand things from a, a female perspective, so to speak. But yet there comes a point when we cannot forgive behavior, no matter the insight we have into the why of the behavior. In other words, even if you completely understand something about him, his makeup, his psychology, anything that's going on with him, if you okay it, you're only going to get more of it in the future. Right. And while you might be thinking, well, yes, but then he wanted to discuss it, right? Because yes. he came back to you and wanted to discuss it. And you, uh, and this was all in text, and you said what? I said, no, thanks. That's all I said. So when he said, I, I want, you know, maybe we should discuss it, what, you didn't answer he, that? He actually never said that. He said, he said, after I had already said, because I had already said, I think we should leave things here, he said, why don't we get together tonight for a drink? And oh. I said, no, thanks. He never said, let's go talk. So when he said that, I was baffled again, and I said, no, thanks. I see. Okay. So then what I happened? I mean, maybe he meant to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's say he did. But I said, no, thanks, because... I just could picture the situation where I spent another hour trying to get my point across and nothing happening. And also just, it's just unacceptable that he wouldn't even apologize. But, you know, now I'm not saying that I would do it again. I just, that's what I felt at the moment. But what happened after that is he said, well, okay, he said, and then about half an hour later, he said, I wish you well. Okay. And I said, I wish you well as well. And then he sent a thumbs up, which is weird, and then blocked me. So, so what does that tell you? 
it shows anger and willingness. To, it seems like it was so easy for him. Um, it's, it's I actually don't it's, it's think very that. Confusing. I don't even know. Like, honestly, I don't know. And that is the biggest, this is the hardest part for me. I don't know what is happening and I don't know what he's thinking. And I didn't get my message across and I didn't listen to him because I was so angry. Okay. I want to give you something that I believe will help. And if anyone out okay. there is in this kind of situation, it will help. Because you didn't verbalize it, you feel that you did not get your message across. And because women relate via verbalization, that's what we believe. However, mm. it is exactly the opposite for men. Your message did come across loud and clear. And this man is an achieved professional, and he's very smart, correct? Just by virtue yes. of what he does, he's very, very smart. So if socially he doesn't understand that when you tell your girlfriend who you have spoken to about being married and even talked about yes. future plans and all of that and been together you know, off and on, but mostly on for a year and a mostly half, on. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And been to other family functions and been around some friends and really become part of her life. And you just don't show up and you give no explanation. You don't even deign to send a text that when she after two days, when you finally are capable of doing something because she has asked so many times, are you okay? And your conscience gets the best of you and you say, I was sick, but no apology, no even acknowledgement of it. I'm so, so sorry I let you down. Let's talk about it. Your message was exactly on point through action. Okay. You got your point across. There is no need with men to discuss it. And most of the time, the discussion leads to nothing. It would make you feel better to have your uh, exact mm, statement out there for him, correct? It would feel better. Yes, but you're right. It wouldn't achieve anything or differently, or in fact, it would it, less, right? It would, That's it, right. It mm -hmm. That's right. Yes, it lessens your position. Because remember about being the worthy opponent. Yes. Guys on the football field or the basketball court or the baseball field, mm -hmm. whatever it is, they relate via action. I do this, then you do that. We don't discuss it. That's what makes you a worthy opponent. And if you're not a worthy opponent, even though you're a woman, it, it doesn't ever serve us to not be because it's that old uh, Groucho Marx mm, adage he used to say, I wouldn't want to belong to any club that would have me as a member. It is, <laughs> he will see you as a woman who 
is not of value, who doesn't value herself, who doesn't value her time, who accepts less than what he underneath believes you should have. In other words, he believes you should have the world. And what is going on here in my perception is that he knows he can't give it to you. He can't deal with that fact because he really loves you and wants to. But all men have to deal with being ready, willing, and able to have a relationship. And he really wants you and would like to have one. But unfortunately, he wants it all on his terms. And the reason I say that is because knowing a bit of this history is that what has happened in his life, he believes you have to live in the moment and not be beholden to anyone or anything at any time other than yes, his son. Quite precise. Yes, that's right. Because his son is his responsibility. No one else is. Yes, yes. And so it leaves you in this, in this state of, it's such a confusing state because you know him to be a responsible father and certainly a responsible professional. Yes. And so you're thinking, what did I do wrong? Because otherwise, this is a fantastic guy. And you even have friends and family telling you this is a fantastic guy, right? Yes, they are right. all telling me. Yeah. But you are in the relationship dealing with this confusing uh, utterly at times just maddening behavior and being let down, not ever being able to count on what he says he will do at any given time, and then using a lot, I mean much more so than I would say is, is under the realm of normalcy with men, is that he's sick. It's always... He's not feeling well, he's sick, he's uh, had an accident, whatever. It's always something whereby you are left with the feeling that if you don't accept it, you're not very nice. That's right, exactly. Completely unfair. Because I don't have compassion or empathy. At least. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Right. And because he would, because he doesn't really care as much, for how things turn out while I do and um, in a way that just exactly I, I, I just feel like I'm being forced to be someone I don't like to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes and he did he did force that and the unenviable position you're in is that if you accept and continue to discuss it and try to work it out, you don't get any different behavior. You've tried that in the past. And what happens is you take... if, if If I could, what happens, you take one step forward because in those discussions, 
And this happens to so many of us. The man will be in the moment with us in a discussion. And he, of course, you know, being, uh, you know, someone with, of normal intelligence, he'll get it, right? He'll get what he did, why he did it, and he'll, he'll seem to be on board with it. And then you take two or three steps back because it doesn't last for some men, it doesn't last more than an hour. Others, it's a day. Others, it's a week. Others, it's a couple of months. Because mm-hmm. discussion gets us nowhere, only action. Because of this action, because men relate through it, causes change for them and precipitates change. Anything less, and meaning anything less than definitive, and final does nothing. Nothing. And so you did what was necessary given the situation. It not being okay. the first time. You haven't had tried in the past to discuss, to get things through to him. And it, 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 did ne- it never helped for any length of time. Again, you would take a step forward for a bit and then three steps back. That's right. right. It would be a few weeks, maybe. Yeah. It's a really good steady behavior. And, and also it would take us a while and it would take me a while to step back in. So this whole process, that's why it always takes us a few steps back because it keeps me in a state of um, just uncertainty of, okay, is it, when is the next time this is going to happen? And so finally when I start to trust that he will show up, he will be there, he will respond or he will contact me because I, I rarely contact him, um, finally it happens again. And every time, and the, the problem is that this time it was just, it involved other people, it was too much, it was too little awareness on his part or or not awareness maybe, but just no willingness to accept it. I don't, I have a hard time thinking he does not know what he did. Oh, I I totally agree with you. He knows exactly what he did and he's not even apologizing for that, which is not a good sign. Yes. I think he's rationalizing that he was sick and that I should have understood by the fact that he was sick and that's the only thing that I think that in his head, because he can't handle this, he's, ra- he's in the, right now, because I, don't, I can't explain the blocking in any other way. That's another thing that's confusing for me. Okay, let's Why talk about that. Why block me? Yes, when I never reach out. Why block me? Okay. Okay. It is the compartmentalization of most men's brains. You know that I talk about their brains being black and white, on or yeah. off, stop or go, yes or no. So it is the version of when you needed the emotional relief of telling him it's over, right? You needed yeah. that emotional relief in that moment because it was just intolerable to continue to think about anything else and you wanted it to be the, the plug to be pulled, right? Yes. That's his version of it. I see. That's all. He just wanted to get it over with two to stop to start moving on. Well, it's 
I don't even think at the moment, you know, when someone's doing that, it's not about moving on. It's just about relief of the mm, feelings in the moment. I see. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. not about other women. It's not about moving on. When you have to face that you're not capable of something, it's pretty uncomfortable, correct? Yes. It's really uncomfortable, it's actually. It's very uncomfortable, yes. Yes, it is. It is, yes. and it, uh, in a way, it's uh, an acceptance. Yes, of it. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It is. Acceptance that I can't do it. And here's the, the sad thing that most women feel. There is no question that he loves you. Yes. There's never been that question. The problem is, and I'm putting it out there, how we got in our society, love conquers all. It does not. Now, I think it's never meant in the romantic way. In other words, love conquers all, meaning, you know, if we have love for humanity, if there's more love in the world, you know, we can stop the wars and the fighting and accept each other and on and on. In a global sense, that's wonderful. Love does conquer things. But in romance, it conquers nothing. Nothing. It is not ever enough. It is what someone chooses to do. Their behavior, their treatment of someone else, their day-to-day interactions, treatment, behavior, intention, that's what will sustain a relationship. The love must be there, and the love is the horse, but the horse has to pull the cart. The cart has to be filled with all of those things I just mentioned, the respect, the good treatment, the good intention, the understanding, the compassion, the willingness to accept when our behavior is less than it should be, Uh, our ability to apologize and make good on something, all of it. Without that, we're going to have extreme difficulty the, the horse is then pulling an empty cart. Okay. Right? So from what I understand, it's not a lack of love. It's an inability to have a relationship, and mostly because what you are understanding is his, his philosophy from what he has experienced about life, <clears throat> and not, coming, not having come to terms with having to be responsible or accountable to anyone else except from himself and his son. And that would be the reason why he's unable to, to, do, to make all of these, I guess, give and take or provide these daily actions to another person as much as, as he loves the person, regardless of how much he loves the person. To me, that sums it up beautifully. And it's very sad, Right. It's very sad, but it it really is when I talk about the mechanics of men and the mechanics of a relationship that when 
when you're unable to for whatever reason and you don't know how to do something, first of all, it is very, very uncomfortable. And it's very uncomfortable to feel incapable. Mm-hmm. And like it would be when the car is out in the garage and we need the car desperately. We love it. We want to have it. But we don't know how to get under and fix it. It's still going to sit there and not run. That's it. Right? We yes, just don't and it know would require to just too much work. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And he's not willing to put in. So, for example, with the car analogy, if you really want it to work, you'll do something about it. If you can't, if you don't have access to a mechanic, maybe you'll get on YouTube and watch. Why does my car not turn over? Right. And you'll try to figure it out. Or you will talk to somebody. Right. You'll try your best, at least, right? Now, there were times when he did that. He tried. And I think think he, he, and this is what's hard, he he wanted to talk. And that's what's a little hard for me to deal mm -hmm. with, because he did want to talk, and I'm letting go of a man who's otherwise a good man. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to talk, and I said no. Because I knew that talking, in a way, for me, wasn't going to do it. Okay, I'm really excited because this is the salient point of the entire, the entire thing. Here it is. That, by you doing what you did, if there is any chance for change, this is it. Because... The talking, guess what that does in the moment for him? Yes, he's willing to, right? Because he wants to alleviate, right, what's going on. Mm -hmm. He thinks if he talks about it, right, you will understand and be pushed off of your stance of what you've taken, which is I'm done, correct? That maybe there's a chance of that. Okay. All right. So yes, let's take that's that. That's what right? I didn't want to allow. You're right. Yeah. Right. So he thinks that. Okay, great. Because he wants it. That's what he wants, right? He wants the relationship as he wants it, right? He doesn't want to change. Change is the, the hardest thing in the world for all of us, right? So right. he figures if he talks to you like you guys have in the past, And this happens, listen, ladies, if you have gone through breakups, this is what he's thinking. He's going to talk to you and alleviate the horrible feelings he's feeling in the moment and have you back. And it will be glossed over for a time, right? He'll have to sit out and listen to what he did wrong, and maybe he'll have to finally say he's sorry, and he'll be different, and on and on, whatever the situation is, and he'll make nice-nice, and he'll be uh, loving and hugging you and saying he's so sorry for whatever and kissing you and trying to make it all better, and maybe you will. Okay, great. So say you do, right? Now his feelings are alleviated. This cannot happen or else there will be no significant change in him. That's why what you are doing and how you did it by cutting it off at an appropriate time without contact, that 
the no contact is what is a portal to a man's feelings. And here's how it works. The first thing he feels is what you got with those texts, a little bit of anger. Then, and sometimes it's, we don't know which comes first, the anger or the relief. But they're pretty much hand in hand. Sometimes the relief is 90% and the anger's 10. Other times it's 50-50 or whatever, but it's usually anger and relief. The immediate thing a man feels when the relationship is over is a form of relief because he doesn't have to face, in this kind of case, anything he doesn't want to change or face. Correct? Correct. Okay. So here's what the no contact does. It allows the feeling of relief to slowly wear off. Then, dependent upon the man, dependent upon the situation, dependent upon how much he loves you, the feelings of love start coming back. And the relief gets less and less and less. Now, there is a chance for some change. Now, there is a chance for him to say, I could be losing the best thing that ever happened to me. I could lose that. I haven't felt that way for any other woman in years. And I might miss out on that chance, not only for myself, but to another challenger. I see. Right. Yes. That's why that time is so, is so much our friend in a breakup if we do no contact. And ladies, okay. this is, I have seen it work so many times. It is remarkable in its effect because it is the quintessential uh, challenge. It is the quintessential action that evokes mm -hmm. change. Mm -hmm. And that is the time when a man comes back. And it could be two days, two weeks, two months, two years, 20 years. But I have seen it over my lifetime happen again and again and again and again because that kind of action is what is the most profound thing for any man. Now, can you predicate your life on that possible change? Of course not. Of course not. But any action moving towards him too soon before he has had that chance to feel those feelings will get you nowhere. I see. Does that make so sense? The best course of action right now is to do nothing for as long as possible or forever until he reaches out. 
probably your recommendation is then just not to do anything until he has reached out if he if if and when he does right because he's got to get past the anger and relief and for each person that's different we don't know his timetable for it but if he is so comfortable right that because if we go back to the puppy principle and loving puppies right and I'm an abject puppy lover but I don't have one because it does not fit with my lifestyle now and I mean I'm a puppy lover it's it is like that there are some men who will never adopt meaning they will never forgo their freedom for the love of one special puppy that they'll be bonded to even if he did it once already uh, it doesn't matter no it that's and and that's something in our society too that is a i believe really leads women astray in their thoughts so for example it's all the good ones are married we hear right okay yes i that there is see in everything that is said in our society there's a modicum of truth it comes from something everyone witnesses in that men are best in marriage here's the thing which comes first the chicken or the egg right meaning are they of a certain ilk themselves so they are a man that can commit right and it happens for them or did a woman do what is so important in the beginning to allow the man to fall in the deepest way possible and then he comes to terms with uh, giving up his freedom to marry or is it that he so wants to have children and so he finds someone and she wants to be married in order to do that there's a whole host of reasons correct mm, but just yes. because he did it once does not mean he's going to do it again or has any special abilities that another man who hasn't heretofore will not have do you see what I'm saying it's we yes, have to I, judge I it that. yeah we have to judge it on what is happening in the moment and not about um, and maybe he has even learned that he does not want that from the marriage uh-huh yes we don't know so in fact it could be that he tried it once he wanted to have a son or a daughter and then realized yes now I don't need to and I don't want to go through that again or, or whatever <laughs> so no, we don't know we don't he know. was capable once based on the circumstances the question is what are the circumstances now that are keeping him from now the other issue is that they're keeping him not even just from committing it's just from having a basic relationship and that's because I think I could handle somebody who could have, if it were more of a satisfying relationship, I would still be there. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just that the relationship itself was not. It, it was getting to the point where there was more anxiety than, yes. than, than, than positive things. Although, even though I face you know, the, the, the fear and the possibility that all the good ones had taken and my age and all that um it was just getting too much mm -hmm. yes 
it's all true. I hope that you know you take away from this conversation that you a really did the right thing at the right time. So there was really no point in the discussion because it would just either leave you with the same thing you have without moving him forward up the scale and have any change in him and or it would leave you very, very angry, which that's not great for you either, correct? That's right, yes. Yeah, because you didn't come at him with anger, which is great. Yes, at no point did I show any anger. I did show disappointment, though, and sadness. Right. Um, That's all I said. You know, he asked me, how are you doing? And I answered, like, later that night, I said... I'm very disappointed and sad. I can Great. see that we're uh-huh. good. We don't want, we want good. the same thing from the relationship, and we should be thankful as they are. Right. Sort of, pretty much. That sums it up. What I said it was relatively brief. Uh-huh. He answered the next morning with what I mentioned. So, okay, so this gives me some real peace of mind because it's also one of the hardest things for women because I'm very empathetic and I'm kind and I rarely have any issues with anyone where I'd have to, it felt like I can sum up all the nice things he's done and then it mitigates my behavior instead of being in the moment and understanding that this behavior was unacceptable because of our history instead of, in spite of. So I've been having to turn it around in my head because when I feel guilty about having broken it off, I, then I say, well, the fact is, after all this time, I did not deserve this this behavior. Um, but it's still been hard because I his blocking me gave me the sense that he just did not understand. And now all of this really helps me understand and feel some peace. Not, you know, I still feel very sad because, uh, you know, it's sad when, when there's a good man and, you know, you can't have a relationship with him and there's love. But at least I don't feel angry at myself or guilty. Uh, I love that, yes, because there is really no reason for that at all. You absolutely did not only the right thing for yourself, but here's what might help you being the kind, loving, and empathetic woman that you are. You also did the right thing by him. Oh, wow. Right? Right? Yeah, I see what you mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because this would never, it's not going to, if he doesn't come to terms with this kind of thing for himself, and if he couldn't do it with you, someone he professed very deep love for, and being in love, and he treated you with the respect of a man who is, and I have no doubt Mm -hmm. about that that if he could not navigate this with you, someone that was doing it very, very well, you actually even have coaching to do it well, right? Two heads are better than one and working it out, right? And you are very understanding and patient with him. If he could not do this with you, he likely is really not going to be able to do it in a much easier fashion with anyone 
first of all. And he has got to take not only ownership of that kind of behavior, but first recognize it. So like we talk about being sexy mother, and the sexy mother strategy is that if we look at men from an emotional standpoint only, and this is not to impugn them at all, but that their emotional makeup can be around a very young teenager level when it comes to women many times, a little bit of arrested development in a way, that we have to be uh, the moderator, teacher, guider uh, of all things relationship-wise and social-wise. And you were doing that, and he could not step up to the plate in, on so many levels. So what you did for him was very profound. And it will give him the chance to deal with it in a way that if you are there and being complicit with it, he will not have a chance. So it really is the most loving thing to do. We always look at it, you know, in terms of if someone is, um, say, an addict, right? We know that we cannot comply with the addict behavior or we're not doing that addict any favor, right? Uh, it's very clear yes. to see it in that realm, mm -hmm. right? And we can mm -hmm. all see it in that realm. But when it comes to these other things, it seems cruel, unfair, you know, just awful, right? And it's not true. It's as loving in that way as well because you do know more in this realm of life, right? Just like in terms yeah. of it's not going to help us um, with getting the car on the road if our man doesn't take it over, right, and say this is what we need to do, right, mm -hmm. and this is how it's done. And we leave it to him because he knows better, generally speaking, about a real car. But if mm -hmm. he's just going to let us drive with our foot on the uh, power and the clutch, right, and ruin yeah. the engine, it <laughs> doesn't do us any favors. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense, and it helps a lot. Um, Good. It really does, yes. Yeah, and I it's the most loving thing. Women going through this. Um, Absolutely. Listen, because it is. Absolutely. Eye-opening, and, you know, it's a sense of relief, uh, at least for that part. Right, right. And that's all you can have, right? And that's all yeah. you can have mm -hmm. because there's still going to be the sadness. There's still going to be the disappointment. There's still going to be all of that. Because I can't hold on to the possibility that he will change, so I have to just move on and, and keep going and, and focus on my life. Um, and if, if the change does happen, then it's good if I'm still single. But if not, then... That's right. Yeah, That's right. It's, it's, I have to accept that it's over, pretty much. It, it doesn't do you any good or any favor to not think that it's over. Because, see, we have no mm. way of knowing whether it's going to be two days, two weeks, two years, ten years. 
Yeah. Or if ever, if ever. We have no way of knowing mm-hmm. that. He's in control of that. And yes, and his history doesn't really, I mean, he's usually back like in two weeks when we've had these problems in the past, but it's, it, each time is different, and maybe he's come to more of an awareness of his inability, and it's just getting closer to the reality of it, and this time maybe he won't. And here's my recommendation if he were to do that. If he were to come back in two weeks... I, I would seriously doubt it's going to be to the depth that you mm. need the understanding to occur so that it isn't as shallow as it would be if you had the discussion two days ago. Mm-hmm. I because, see. You see what I mean? Yeah. So he needs more time. Yes. I, I, I believe that, especially in this case. And again, I work with people with it's case by case. But I do not believe that it would be enough time. And here's what I would recommend for you. If you were to do that in two days or two weeks. So my recommendation in, in this particular case, and again, it's different in every case uh, to some degree. But it would be, I... I so appreciate your feelings. I have them too. I'm terribly sad. I'm, and you can leave it at that. I'm terribly sad. It's and what? Terribly sad. Terribly sad. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, okay. I don't believe there's been enough time that has passed that it would come to any good for us to be speaking about it now. Now, that seems vague, right? But remember, vague is your friend. Mm. I, so you do want, so you do suggest that I say, like, even if he just says, I miss you, I, you suggest I say that second part or just leave it at the first part where I'm also terribly sad. Okay, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. If he just reaches out to you and says, I miss you, you don't do anything with that. Nothing. You don't answer. You, I don't answer. I see. No. It's if he Only wants... Only if he's... Right. To meet. Okay. Exactly. Or talk. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And I don't say... Even if... What if he says, I miss you? I don't say, think, you know, it's good to hear no. that or thank Nothing. you for saying that. Nothing. Nothing. Mm. Because here's what happens. It's such a great point. Here's what happens when he does that. He is in a state of... Just he's on the precipice of going off the edge and going mm. into, the, into the depths of the feeling, right? Finally dealing with it in one way, shape, or form, right? Finally being in touch with emotions about it, right? If you alleviate that in any way, he immediately shuts off. So just by your mere response, it shuts it off. That's just the mere response. But he does say, I see, I see. That would, that would stop, that would stop the, the progression. Yes, yes. And, and feel, okay, all I have to do is express my feelings. And she's right there. Right. She's coming yes. back. Okay. Yes. Mm. yes. So, but if he does say, I want to talk, he's been through the process and wants to already face it. 
And yet still you recommend answering but not meeting. Exactly. And the answer is not you're not going to give him any okay about it, right? In other words, the answer is at that time, say it's only two weeks. If it's two weeks, you say, I, I appreciate your sentiments, but I don't believe any good would come of us speaking at this time. Okay. You're, what you're doing now is you're reinforcing. And now he's really got to come to terms because he hasn't said. In other words, if you got flowers sent to you with a heartfelt letter expressing how deeply sorry he is, how it was so remiss of him. He was hiding from his feelings. He did not want to face really being in a relationship again. So he did something uh, to thwart that possibility. I mean, to re so you really see, oh my God, he got it, right? Mm-hmm. And then he did something, action. Ladies, a text is not enough. No. Mm-hmm. Right? Something to show he really gets it. It has to be something different, and it has to be something major. Right? If you saw that, first of all, we get on the phone, and we talk about it, and then we know how to do it, right? <laughs> but, but the point is right. that you would then take a different tact. Correct? Mm-hmm. But him sending right. some text, I, I miss you. It is just him trying to alleviate the depths of his feeling in the moment. And generally, ladies, you're going to get those at midnight. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. You ignore it because there is nothing more powerful for him to start. And it, it, again, remember, it's the most loving thing to really get him to grow. Because without... In this case, this man's growth, you will have exactly the same relationship a year from now, two years from now, four years from now. You see? Mm, yes. That doesn't I serve think... either of you. No. Okay. Yeah. Those were such great questions. I'm really glad you asked it because it really clarifies. That's right. Yeah, it's not makes a lot of sense. The difference. Mm-hmm. When somebody really has and this is too harsh of a word, but remorse or regret or they really want to make amends or really, you know it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. By their yes, actions. Yes, that's why talking when you're, they're not even there makes no point. There's no point in, in it because it's just, it's, it's, there's no internalization. It's, I read a quote recently that says, change only happens when it's our choice. So, no matter what I say, if he hasn't gotten to the point of change by his choice, there is no point in talking. You got it. And I hope we're doing one a while from now with a new man in your life who is uh, a possibility because he's already there to a greater degree. Now, that might be him in a couple of months. That would be wonderful too. What are you going to do with this time for yourself? Uh, that's a good question. I, uh, 
I will focus on my work and my family and getting myself experiencing what it's like to be on my own and not really be linked to anyone as a partner. Um, And I think that even just making decisions about what I want to do on a particular weekend without having to consult or depend on anyone, that will be a new experience for me. And having the time to spend with my kids and my friends and my family and focus on work, I think that's that's what I would do, Um, try to distract myself because it's not like I'm ready for anything else. That's what comes to mind. I love it. Yeah, all really positive things. That's fantastic. And that's really all you can do. And it's, you know, it's not a straight line trajectory. You know, it's not like we're going to get off this call today and then you're going to just feel better each moment, right? There's ups and downs mm-hmm. to it. And you, you just have to ride out those waves, you know, ride them out, knowing and telling yourself this is just a wave and this wave might last, you know, 10 minutes this wave might last 10 hours, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ride it out because there, no good is going to come of it if I don't. Okay. In other words, reaching out to him will do nothing like we just discussed, right? Yeah. He has to be the one and it has to be okay. also the right time and you knowing it by his action, what the right time is, Right. By his action. Okay, so there's no need to explain anything. It's all, it's all been said and it's all been shown. Shown. So. Shown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you again for doing this, Anna. It's great to catch up. I love to do a podcast catching up with someone because I think it's so helpful. Relationships are so fulfilling on the one hand and can be so difficult on the other to navigate on our own. And that's why I love to do this podcast because you have helped many women today going through it, uh, going through any kind of breakup, any kind of uh, hump, uh, understanding how men relate via action and, and not words and holding ourselves to a place of expecting their actions really does help them as well. And it is what my Leave Him to Lure Him program is all about. And for many women who are deciding, is it the right time? You know, what do I do? How do I do it in the best way? So it, it really comes across in the way I want it to come across to him and without anger and in a way that shows really who I am and what I'm expecting, not that he's a bad guy or a bad person. Because nine times out of ten, he's not a bad guy. It's not anything about him not being good. It's really about him not understanding, not being at the level you are in terms of relationships, not being at the level he needs to be in terms of a relationship. And uh, I can really help you with that in the 12 weeks that we work together on any kind of relationship that you feel you're at a crossroads. That's what that is all about. So thank you again, Anna, and we will be talking soon. Uh, Hopefully you have a better day feeling a bit of relief. 
Thank you so much. I do. Yes. You're welcome. So for anybody um, who is in a relationship moving towards uh, something that is going to be long-term committed, whatever. I know you've heard me talk about Taz the Tailor. And I think this is so wonderful because this is a man who's all about helping women. And he's helping refugee women from Bangladesh making 100% sustainable bow ties. If you would like to give a gift to your dad, to an uncle, to a friend. These are such great keepsake gifts. They are bow ties that, again, made from 100% recycled fabric, handmade in Brooklyn by refugee women from Bangladesh. You can go to tazthetailor.com. There is also, which I love, the forever tie. The hem of the wedding dress of the bride is sewn into the bow tie along with beautifully um, scripted, I don't know how to say it, if it's sewn in, whatever, the wedding date, I love that. There's custom bow ties for grooms, father, the bride, the whole wedding party, or just as a wonderful keepsake gift. Go to tazthetailor.com. Wedding packages are available, and listeners of Make Him Wonder receive 10% off their total purchase by using code FOREVER10. I love talking to you all. If you would like to be a guest on Make Him Wonder, go to realcoachingconversations.com, fill out a brief questionnaire, and we could be talking about your particular situation because each is somewhat unique and very valuable for everyone to listen to. So don't forget, if you are with a man and in meeting any man, you've got to make him wonder. Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at MakeHimWonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.